0: Hello everybody, and yes, welcome back to Games Parlay, the show where myself, Billy Hatfield, and my co-host Matt get together and we talk about video games. How's it going, Matt?
1: It's going good. I'm really glad to be back.
0: Me too. I'm also glad, uh, because we're trying something new. Uh, Our podcasting, hosting, whatever, has uh, incorporated video podcasts, so uh, if you're podcast app of choice allows video podcast you'll actually get to see our beautiful faces uh as we um talk about video games Woo! so as far as i'm aware i think google podcast does it spotify does it and then if you're listening on anchor itself they um i think that's it for the time being um also if you're watching this just on my youtube channel hello welcome uh but yeah, we're back. It's been about, I think Matt told me this morning, it's been about six months since our last episode. Yep, It was um, posted
1: in January, and it's currently July 5th.
0: Right. And for full disclosure, that episode had been recorded a while. Oh, that's right. Uh, that one required some extra editing and stuff that um, life just kind of got in the way for a little bit. But, uh... So, part of the, the reason for coming back is that I, one, I, I love this podcast. I love getting to hang out with Matt uh, and just talking about games and stuff. But I was on a road trip recently with my girlfriend, and we were listening to a podcast all the way down and all the way back, and I was like, man, miss podcasting. Uh, so, yeah, we're here. We're back, and there's plenty to talk about.
1: Mm-hmm. There's quite a bit.
0: Um, so what we wanted to start with today is kind of talking about maybe some of the games that we've been playing, um, you know, the last little bit, and kind of talking to you guys about what those have been like, and then kind of what we're excited for uh, to kind of get getting us back into the swing of the testing. So, uh, Matt, what, what's been what's been in your rotation recently?
1: Let's see here. Most recently, um, I have a, a PlayStation Five, and I upgraded to the like mid tier of the PS Plus um, subscription service thing, so I got access to a ton of games on like their library, which is super cool. Um, one of them was Ghost of Tsushima, which is something I was on my list for a very long time. So I'm excited that I don't have to pay seventy bucks to play that game now, and it's been a lot of fun. It's really really cool.
0: Yeah, I I remember. Um, so I I'm not a PlayStation guy. I I'm really the only console I play is all my retro stuff and then my switch um but i remember when ghost of tsushima came out and the completionist had a video on it. it was just i was just taken back by all the i saw the game
1: it's gorgeous it is one of the prettiest games that i have ever seen it like it's interesting because it doesn't look like super realistic but it also looks realistic at the same time i don't know how they managed to kind of Put those two things together but it looks so cool and it's very stylish everything is very meticulous as far as like the way everything looks all the cut scenes every quest that you do has like a little intro screen with the title both in english and japanese which is really cool and it has like a little moving background like a almost like a movie poster or something it's really cool
0: that's super cool so what's the like what's the main plot of the game that i actually don't know
1: so the main plot is you are a samurai named Jin Sakai. He is the heir to like his family clan, the Sakai clan. Um, the game opens and you are like in a big battlefield going against the Mongol Empire. And the Mongols just completely wreck you. It turns out that you and your uncle are the last two samurai to survive the battle. The Mongols have taken your uncle captive and you have to go rescue him. That's rad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that's like the, the intro to the end. There's a, there's a lot more to it. There's like other samurai related people that you meet um, and along the way you kind of earn the trust of the people that live in the surrounding area and you kind of get like a reputation of being the ghost of Tsushima being that like you're a samurai but you also like to sneak around and do like thief type stuff. So you're kind of this weird enigmatic being that becomes like a legend, like a living legend. It's very interesting.
0: That's super cool.
1: Mhm. Uh
0: so my game that I I actually just finished it. Um I kind of sat down and just binged through it in like 2 days. Um but as you guys know by this point I ever since I played Dragon Quest XI, I've been a huge fan of the franchise and I've been trying to find physical copies of as many Dragon Quest games as I can for reasonable prices, uh, which is more of a challenge uh, every day. <laughs>
1: yeah, the reasonable prices part especially.
0: Yeah. So, when we started our road trip, or this was maybe a week ago, I found uh, a Dragon Quest game for like 25 bucks, uh, called Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slot. Uh, okay. On, on the DS, which it, DS prices right now are stupid. I mean, even for games that aren't super well-known or whatever, like, if it's got a nostalgic spot for somebody, they are stupid um, Yep. For comparison, Dragon Quest 4, 5, and 6, which are the ones I'm really looking for, are right up
1: $250. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. So, finding a Dragon Quest game for $25, even if it's just a little spin-off game, was pretty exciting. Uh. So, you are... A slime in the, in the con- continent of Slimenia, uh, <laughs> from the city of Boingburg.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That
0: the localization team for Dragon Quest games is on point. Um, it, the 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 cool thing is too is this game was directed by Yuji Hori, uh, the one who responsible for like all the Dragon Quest games, and the music was done by Koichi Sugiyama, who does all the ma- who did all the mainline. Dragon.
1: That's interesting as a spin-off game that it had these like heavy hitter people of yeah. the franchise. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: they didn't—they don't mess around um, with the, with their games, and so the whole thing is the the Platapunks, which is their actual monster name, uh, come in. And, and I they, forgot that. Yeah, cool. They're trying to steal something from your city called the Warrior Fleet, which uh, you and your dumb slime friends are playing around, um, and you manage to hide it as the Platapunks are attacking. But they destroy your city and kidnap the entire kingdom, uh, all 100 slimes, 99 slimes. Um, so then you go and you go into these all the zones and you rescue your slime friends. Um, but the dumbest, best thing is the warrior flute calls a tank called uh, the, okay the slime I think it's just like literally called the slime tank. Um, <laughs> and so you engage in these tank battles. Um, and the, yeah, so your slime character, like, bounces around and you have, like, a stretchy attack. Um. Okay. And so you do puzzle, environmental puzzle solving, you collect junk and treasure and weapons and you send them back to town. You use that as ammunition in your tanks. Um. Yeah, and you just engage in these really kind of fun, pretty simple tank battles um, by launching junk at each other. And then once the enemy They're tank's a very weird game. Yeah, once the enemy tank's health is down to zero, you have to infiltrate their tank, and then you stretchy blast the heart of the tank. Um but I, but I I wouldn't say I completed the game, but I collected all the slimes, which you didn't have to do. But I collected every slime from every level. Uh and I beat the game in about 10 hours.
1: You gotta get those slimes. Yeah. You gotta save them. They're your friends.
0: Um but yeah, it, it was it was just really just kind of a fun time. Chill. You know, like I put up some of, a lot of the GDQ streams that I missed, uh, a lot of the old runs, and I just was playing this game while I was watching GDQ runs.
2: That uh, sounds really fun.
0: It it's really cute. It's a great like homage to a lot of Dragon Quest. Uh, it's kind of Dragon Quest fan service. Um, I will mention one of my favorite parts of the game actually is there's three tank. All all the tanks have names. Okay. And the tree tank was called Chrono Trigger.
1: Oh my god. And it
0: used the same font as Chrono Trigger.
1: Billy, is this why you started playing Chrono Trigger the other day?
0: Maybe. <laughs> well, I, I've been bullying some of my friends to play Chrono Trigger. Um, but here's the, the, the thing, too. Uh, Yuji Horii and Akira Toriyama, who work on the Dragon Quest games, also worked on Chrono Trigger. Okay. So not only is it like an RPG fan service i mean they actually worked on those games
1: um um he said it's for the ds so i imagine like the stretch the time you're like pulling the stylus back and like letting him fly
0: no so fun story i just i assumed that as well and i don't have a mm-hmm. ds stylus lying around because the 3ds stylus holder is not very good so i just mm-hmm. lost them over the years but I actually went into one of my local game stores and I was like, hey, do you have like a pack of styluses I could buy? And they're like, no, but we got like this shitty one you can just have. I was like, okay. So I, like I took it and then I, I went home and I booted it up and I didn't, there were no touch controls in the whole game.
1: That's bizarre, especially with a spinoff game. Like those are the kinds of things you use the touch controls for the most, I feel, is the right. spinoff stuff.
0: Well, in Nintendo is so like, we have a touch screen you better use <laughs> that touch screen. Uh, and no, there was none of it. I was so shocked <laughs> when I started playing it and there was no touch control at all.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, yeah, how about it was, that? It was a fun little romp. Um, and, you know, the music being done by Koichi Sugiyama um, is always like a, a very cool thing, especially for a spinoff, like you said. I mean, they had, they had their A-team mm-hmm. <laughs> working on this game. Uh, yeah, That's it was really a fun cool. little romp.
1: What else have I been playing? Oh, I just finished um, Horizon Forbidden West right before I started Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, how was that? I liked it a lot. As you can tell, I'm a big open-world action RPG fan. That's kind of like my favorite genre of game. So typically, I'm playing one of those like at a time and then playing a couple of other smaller things like around it. Um, but I liked Horizon. I liked the gameplay of it more than the original, but the story didn't quite grab me as much. I don't want to give any spoilers away because it's like a sequel to a game. But like.
0: Would it have been better if the existence of the game wasn't there or kind of reliant on that?
1: It's very reliant on that. And I think part of it too is the first game was very like mystery based in its story. You were uncovering like a pretty big mystery throughout the whole thing, kind of discovering how the world came to be how it is. And then the second game didn't really have that same level of mystique. It was just kind of. I'm pretty by the numbers, there's a bad guy. I've gotta go fight the bad guy.
0: Gotcha. That's interesting. And I guess that yeah. kinda of lends itself to a direct secret.
2: hmm
0: Um, I imagine feelings might be similar by the time Breath of the Wild 2 comes around.
1: I'm hoping not, but we'll see.
0: I think there's enough secrets there, but I you know, we know how the world is in that yeah. in that. So it might end up being fine. Um not but yeah no i'm glad you uh, got through that i've been playing it the loop was cool.
1: it was very fun it's always fun fighting big giant robot dinosaurs i've been playing the off and on since like february so it was a long time coming but the way it ended kind of alluded to at, at least a third installment coming so i wouldn't be, There'll be more
0: surprised <laughs> I, I feel not like that's gonna be like sony's adventure series uh probably for a while
1: i think so but like i said like the way it ended there's definitely a third one coming cuz a, a bigger bad guy has of revealed course. itself as always happens yeah
0: <laughs> um man i kind of just get like sucked into like
2: uh, mm-hmm.
0: um and i was just on vacation i will say i've played a ton of uh sea of thieves uh mm-hmm. since we've done this podcast i haven't really gotten to talk about sea of um but over this list, last summer uh, i had a group of friends uh kind of hook me into it so if you don't know want to see if these a pirate game developed by rare um and it's an open adventure game like you load up a boat buy some supplies and you go off and sail and fight other pirates or do missions get more money buy more cosmetics and- complete quest to unlock other cosmetics and stuff in titles. It's, it's a very fun chaotic game. Uh, and we've been playing it a ton, uh, since I started at least play like one.
1: It looks super cool. Whenever you stream it, I love watching that. It looks really cool.
0: It's, it's really fun. And one of the things that I want to talk about was they had a community event, uh, I think like two, three months ago. So there's these, um, there's all these like, uh, Emissaries that are responsible for different types of trade and missions, like the gold hoarders that will take chests, like locked chests, uh, because they have like every key that opens every chest. Is kind of, their- mm-hmm. um, and they you can go like do vaults and stuff and get money for them or get money doing them and turning in the loot. Uh, there's the Order of Souls, which is like trying to figure out the mysteries of the undead in the world to see if the uh so you turn in skulls and gems and stuff to. Them. Then there's the merchants, which are the ones that just kind of you buy and sell like textiles. And... But then there's the reapers, and the reapers are they call themselves the true pirates of the sense because they will buy everything, um, and they don't, uh, they don't like the emissaries, um, the way they do. And then there's the Athenas, which you can only do if you are what's called Pirate Legend. They are like the, uh, the defenders of the... their whole thing. They are the, the best of the best pirates in the world. So they had this event a while back for an outpost called Golden Sands. Uh, so the Reapers were trying to burn Golden Sands uh, and try to thin the veil between the Sea of the Damned and the Sea of Thieves. Try and get their big bad comeback. And then As is always else, the else, yeah. And then Merrick, uh, the side of the Hunter's Call and the other emissaries was trying to save Golden. So they actually had an an in game event where the players got to decide what happened to this outpost. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So they had two quests um, that you could do. Uh, the Hunter's Call side was to like go and get a bunch of materials and bring them back to Golden Sands for the rebuilding. Uh, and then the Reapers had their own quest, and they had these gunpowder rowboats, uh, with like spectral gunpowder, and blowing up golden sands with these rowboats within the veil between mm-hmm. the two worlds. And so there was th- there was a big competition that Rare put in the players' hands to decide what they wanted to do with this outpost. Um, so. I'm sure this comes to no- nobody's surprise, but I I play Reaper pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun just to go dunk on other pirates, take the loot, sell it like pirates. Um, and so my friends and I were trying really hard to get the Reaper, in, but Golden Sands ended up winning in the end, so they saved that outpost. Um, but it was such a cool community thing. Um, like people were making like propaganda posters for each side, like on the subreddit <laughs> and stuff. Um, people were, like, posting clips of themselves, like, setting off, like, gunpowder chain reactions on the island, um, and stuff. Like, Rare themselves were kind of getting into it, posting, like, regular updates on who was winning. Um, it was just so cool. I, I don't play a lot of live service games. Um, I'm not a big MMO guy, but I've like, tried to play Final Fantasy 4. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantasy Star, World of Warcraft. I just can't get into them. So being a part of this live service ridiculousness uh, that was if was really, really cool.
1: That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't really play a lot of live service games either, but that's the kind of thing that like is so unique about those sorts of games where you can really do those events and engage the community and make them feel like they're part of like a bigger story altogether which it's super cool i love that about those kinds of games
0: yeah and and rare does a really nice job uh despite what certain people on twitter and the subreddit will tell you um
1: no way there are people that don't like a (laughs) video game company on twitter
0: right uh no they do a lot of cool stuff like that uh they do right now they're doing this thing where they're doing like two week adventure so you have like Mm -hmm. an adventure quest and you have two weeks to complete it uh so you get the commendations and stuff for it before it's gone forever in the next two. Years. Um some of them have been extended all that. You get plenty of time to like hop in and do like this hour-long adventure. Uh mm-hmm. to you know, to progress the story for um, that's cool. The really unique way of uh expanding on like the general lore of Sea of Thieves as well as just providing new content regularly for people to do um that isn't just what we do which is hunt down the rest of the server
1: (laughs) which sounds really fun too
0: it 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 is um and you know when we first started playing we were really bad at it um but then we've really in the last few months have really kind of come to our own as a crew uh like we all have positions on the ship we all know what our job is um it's a it's a wonder if I shoot a cannonball out of the cannons instead of myself. Um, <laughs> that's what I do is I shoot myself over to enemy ships and I like and I like one take 4 the crew, yep. yeah. And then my the rest of my crew just wails on the ship from the side as I create the biggest distraction.
1: It um, works. I've seen it. work plenty of times.
0: It's it's a great time. Um, I I would say that. I think I put in, I think Microsoft says I put in, like, 15 days <laughs> of in-game time. <laughs>
1: that's a lot. <laughs>
0: for something crazy, since I started playing a year ago.
1: My goodness. So,
0: uh, th- that's been a ton of
1: I do wish I could play, because I don't have a way to play anything on Xbox or Game Pass or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I, I hope, uh, a lot of the thing is they're still working on, like, serverability. So, like, PC and Xbox alone is causing them enough stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way they do it is, I think it's, each server can have 20 people on it. Um, and so the ship size, so you could have, like, five galleons or something. I think it's actually less. I think You could have, like, a galleon, two brigs, oops, on a server. Mm. Um, so if you think about, like, the three million people whatever's playing the game right now. Right. On a server's going. Because the servers themselves can't handle more than five boats. Um, I see. So I never realized
1: the servers were so small. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh in the maps and if they added more boats in the servers were stable, you would not be able to really get much done without a firefight. Mm-hmm. So it's in a it's in a weird and unique way. they really can't expand it unless the map gets a lot bigger cause other issues.
2: Mm-hmm
0: games lose. Hmm. so uh, how about that it's interesting i mean like we will regularly end up fighting every person in the server once um at some point uh some like to come back and try again mm-hmm. uh but i i would love to see them be able to move over and Sony get um that this game will have- It'll never be on Switch now. It would be nice for Sony players to get to play uh, with Microsoft owning Rare.
1: Seems unlikely. See that mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe with this rumored Xbox TV set-top box thing that could be coming out someday.
0: True. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so my of- big multiplayer game has been like Fall Guys, which yeah. is weird. I didn't think I would like Fall Guys very much. Yeah. Because I got in it really late because I came out on PS Plus as a game in, I don't know, like maybe April-ish before it went free-to-play. Yeah. And so I downloaded it, played like a couple of rounds and didn't touch it for months until it went free-to-play, ironically. Yeah. Because I already had a paid account. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it was nice because you also got like a free season of their season pass and they gave you some other um little bonuses for having an account before it went free to play which was nice. Yeah, it was cool.
0: I uh I logged in like 2 days ago actually. Um and I went from having like 10,000 coins or something uh because they changed their purchase system whatever. Right. So You don't buy stuff with crowns anymore. It's solely the coins in their new the epic games currency. Yep. Um the money money. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I went from like 10,000 coins to like 55,000 because I had like 18 or 19 crowns left over. Mm -hmm. And the game was just like, well, (laughs) you can't spend those anymore, so here's all these coins to make up for it. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, so I, like I said, I logged in the other day. Uh, Fall Guys is a game that I played when it came out, I was in the, like, the, some of the first waves of it because, you know, it was, that was 2020. Um, was it, yeah, or like maybe right before like a lot of stuff, but it was like it was like a pandemic game, it was because mm-hmm. like, it was right there right before among us um and so I remember playing the game a lot, um when it was in season one, and there was only like fifteen games mm-hmm. um no i i and I've picked it up a little bit here and there, um no, fall guys like rule uh they've at, like. A lot of the seasons that I've missed have added a lot of really cool games, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's free to play now, so it's a lot easier to, and cross-platform, so it's a lot easier to get a group together, even just a squad to play Fall Guys with. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, with the way online communities are, you could pretty easily make a full lobby of, like, 50, 60, go to town with your lobby.
1: Yeah, I played a squad game with our friend Blindfold Hero um, on her stream a few weeks, no, last week. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. I'd never played, like, with a group of people before, just by myself, so.
0: It, it's funny, because it's, like, it's still just a single-player game, for the most mm-hmm. part, with the occasional team game. But even with the team games, you're really not having to coordinate that much. No, there's Depending there's a few, on the game. Right, there's a, there's a select few that do require it. hmm Um... But for the most part you're just playing by yourself and just hoping your whole team makes it to the end until it's a free for all. Yep. You know, and you hope one of you wins it. Mm-hmm. Um No, I really like uh Devolver Digital. I I think they do such a great job with all of their games. Um And Fall Guys is like a testament to their game show method. Mm-hmm.
1: It's awesome. My favorite costume is my Ezio costume from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
0: Uh I so I did a stream of it a couple months ago, Uh and I four with free to play, and I had bought the pirate set. Nice. Uh so I'm the lemon pirate currently, <laughs> uh, and I think that's <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah, Fall Guys free to play on all consoles, including the Switch. Um, so I mean. Now it's a good time to to hop on it, and I th- think with uh, Epic Games, uh, you actually can uh, file share, or it's yes, you can have game.
1: it on. Yeah, you can have the same account on multiple devices, which is very cool.
0: Uh, on that, uh, since I've also been playing on occasion uh, Fortnite, me too. Uh, no build mode has like changed the game for me a hundred percent,
1: literally. Fortnite. Uh, it's a it's a change to the game
0: yeah and it's it's so much fun um i had always said i just hated the building not because it's inherently bad but the way it's been optimized is incredibly frustrating to play against and doesn't really do the person building any favors more often
1: i hate like videos on twitter or something of a guy building like a skyscraper in like 10 seconds and i'm just like hey. This hurts my eyes. There's it's too like, much happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it looks like just like a wiggle. Like I, there's there's skill to it, of course, but like it looks like it's just them wiggling around.
1: And it does. It Looks like they have their mouse and they go. Shh. Yeah, yeah. And that's all they're doing.
0: And my my favorite clip that solidified for me there's a guy. He's in a banana costume, and he fires at somebody, and uh, the dude that he fires at freaks out and starts building his skyscraper or whatever. And the banana uses the chair emote and sits and waits until the guy builds the, like, the overlooking platform. And the banana gets up and snipes him and he loses. <laughs> like,
1: That's so funny. And that
0: guy Wiggle built a skyscraper for 30 seconds while the dude sat there and waited and then <laughs> shot him in the head. And it was game over.
1: <laughs> so good.
0: So yeah. no, no build. I held
1: out on Fortnite. Fun. It's very fun. I held out on Fortnite for a very long time. Cause you know I didn't want to play the game that everyone was playing. It was lame and cringy, and the kids liked it. Whatever. Um, which I don't like that I have those tendencies, but that's a whole other conversation. I,
0: look, I understand. <laughs> yeah, that is put that on the docket for another episode.
1: Yep. Um, but um, it's it's a fun game. It's fairly chill, like as far as battle royale type games go. Like it doesn't take like a lot of time or attention away you know like it's really cool to just pick it up and play for a couple of rounds or you could sit down and play it like all day if you really wanted to yeah and it is good for both of those things and i think that's really really interesting
0: yeah i really like um i i played it when it had first come out and that was before the mm-hmm. building stuff really got uh and i was like oh it's kind of neat like people you got barriers and stuff and like you know that was kind of a cool concept and then it mm-hmm. just kind of turned into something that was that fun. Um right. actually the battle royale I liked at the time was PUBG. Um mm-hmm. Player Unknowns Battleground. Uh but at the time my graphics card was not supported by PUBG. So I could only mm. play if I dropped into like low uh texture zones. Uh like mm-hmm. it had to have like three houses and that was it. That I could walk to them. So I wasn't actually able to get the full experience, and so Fortnite was the closest one. Um, And then I really didn't like when PUBG started to try to become Fortnite instead of just being what they were good at. Um, And then, yeah, I kind of fell out of some of the Battle Royales. I I was kind of into Apex, but I didn't like being forced into trios. Yeah. Um, That was my only issue with it. Otherwise, I loved Apex Legends, but... um, I have it.
1: I've only played it one time, though.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. I just I don't like being forced into trios. There's times I'd like to play by myself or play in duos. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to rely on. I want to go and do my own thing and not, who oh, I'm paired with, wants me.
1: If you have a group of three people that you know playing together, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, but if you
0: if you had a consistent. Randoms group,
1: was not it.
0: Right, um, but yeah, once Fortnite introduced no build mode, it's like, you know, I I've got a group of friends we just kind of rotate in like. We'll do duos for a bit, or I might even hop in and play solo for a bit. And then, you know, as people kind of join in, we play.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, another cool thing that I want to mention uh, about is, you know, everybody likes to kind of dog on Epic Games, but they've done a lot of really cool through Fortnite. Uh, one of the ones I really like is their current season. All of the lo fi music is procedurally generated and DMCA.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. So it's it's to help the streamers that are playing Fortnite. Um, so if they're using the in-game music, they won't get... correct. Right. Hmm. Uh, and, Interesting. And uh, the consoles that support it now have gyro support.
2: Yeah, that was on Switch for a while, the gyro yeah. support.
0: Yeah, but I think PlayStation now has it too. Uh, with their oh. motion, the motion inside the controller. Which, I am a big fan of gyro. Um... And, you know, if you're playing console, you are inherently at a distance for the most part, um, even with aim. So the gyro mm-hmm. helps make those fine corrections. Yep. It's a cool thing since Splatoon and all that. Uh, they're
2: starting to come up more console games. Uh,
0: gyros.
1: I was going to say, I didn't use gyro in Splatoon in particular for a very long time. And then one day I tried it and I was like, Oh, this is cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, you're at the whim of your control stick unless you use Gyro. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, somebody who's played PC games, I'm sure a lot of my the console listeners are like, what are you talking about? Um, but I've grown up playing PC most of my life. Ever since I was five, I've played games predominantly, um,
2: unless it was something like four. So, a lot of my first person shooters. Uh, I was not
0: I was not very good when the Xbox GC Call of Duty phase <laughs> came around.
1: Yep, and Halo <laughs> and stuff.
0: Yeah, because uh, it was all controller. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so enough on what we've played recently, because I think that's going to be just a reoccurring thing we talk about uh, going forward. But, Matt, is there something on the horizon that you're excited
1: for? There's a few. We did, did just mention Splatoon. Splatoon 3 will be out in September, yes. oh which gosh, is amongst the worst time of year for a teacher to get a new video game. Right. But <laughs> it's still coming. Yeah. And I'm pumped. I loved too. Splatoon 2. Um, I'm so excited to get in on like the ground floor because I did not play Splatoon until... Oh, gosh. Probably about a year and a half after it came out. So I caught, like, the last couple of Splatfests. Um, but I missed out on a lot of, like, the early updates and stuff, like the things that, like, adding new maps and adding new weapons. So I'm excited to kind of be a part of that more when 3 comes out. And it looks like, um, I don't know if you follow along with them on Twitter or anything, but the customization options that they're going to have for your inkling seem super cool. So I'm excited. They've showcased some of the music that's going to be in the game. They've shown some of the, like, the, um, the clothing designers, like the in-universe designers that are in the game, shown off some of their clothes. That's a big part of why I like the game, so the style of it all. So I'm excited for all that.
0: Yeah, Splatoon always reminds me of uh, Jet Set Radio, uh, mm-hmm. that old Dreamcast uh, graffiti game. Uh, and so, yeah, I-, I played Splatoon 1 on the Wii U. Probably a year about the same amount of time you did after it released uh a year and a half after Splatoon One came out. I had actually bought my Wii U with the Smash Bros uh Smash Bros uh Splatoon bundle. Uh, oh nice. So I played a lot of Splatoon One because uh, that bundle was out it was a pretty active community uh still. <clears throat> and then Splatoon Two came out. I was in college, I didn't have money. Um, I had to be very selective about the games I was buying Uh, Mm i'm pretty sure i opted for octopath traveler (laughs) and breath of the Wild. uh splatoon
2: sounds about right
0: Um, so i missed like all of it uh i played like the demo weekend they gave out uh, oh yeah super cool um and the thing was they kept saying they were like this is our last splatfest and then they do like five more
1: (laughs) well i did them because of the pandemic like we're at the end there yeah to give Uh, people some stuff to do which is very cool
0: Right. so I just didn't end up buying it because I was like oh, I kind of missed the boat and they're like oh here's another Splatfest yeah mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the last one I don't want to buy it oh here's another one <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm right there with you I love Splatoon I think it's a great um, it, it's just a great fun game it's so unique uh, I know we throw that word around a lot but I, there's not any other game like it um, I can't think of anything the, quite the like it the closest are the arena shooters like TF2 stuff but mm-hmm. the the core objective is totally unique
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and so yeah i'm I'm right there with you i'm really excited to be like with the community uh when it comes out you know i'm an adult now with adult money uh so that means i can spend it on dumb adult things
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh so yeah like splatoon video games. games like video games so yeah splatoon 3 uh is definitely on my list as well um for me here very soon uh we're gonna see uh live alive that's right um in like at say july 5th i think it's like two and a half weeks or so uh we're gonna get live alive which there's a demo out right now and i am intentionally not playing it
1: (laughs) that surprises me because the save progress carries over
0: it does but i don't want to play it and then wait two and a half weeks
1: that's true because you um, will binge the first couple chapters of the game oh, like sure a will. sitting. Sure mm-hmm. In the
0: game, from what I understand, the game's already pretty short. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the original SNES game is something around 20 hours. Um, and I consistently beat the how long to beat time by about four to five hours.
1: Especially um, in those JRPGs and stuff, because you know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if it's going to end up being like a 15 hour game, I don't want to play two hours of it and you know you have to wait and then play their other 13 you know uh, yep, but i'm super sense. excited for it for a couple different reasons one if this game does well hopefully that means we get other lost snes games um i say lost it's just that we didn't get this
1: game. right things uh, that were not localized beyond japan
0: which say what you will about square enix um and i certainly have some things to say about square enix <laughs> Uh, but they've really done a nice job recently with localizing a lot of old stuff we didn't get, mm-hmm. uh, which is very cool. Um, and also, like in case you don't know, uh, Live Alive is one of the uh, Toby Fox's inspirations for Undertale. Well, wow. um, interesting. Uh, if you if you see any of the uh, Live Alive tweets Nintendo puts out, they always the last like minute of their of their videos have this hype as hell uh song playing in the background Mm -hmm. um that's called megalomania or megalomania and it's one of the and if you put that right next to megalovania it's like you could it's a clear line um it's very cool that's Uh, very cool so i'm excited it's kind of got the you know and anything in the hd2d engine I'm, i'm pretty hyped for it looks very pretty so um, it should be cool. It's kind of. I think it's probably also an inspiration for Octopath Traveler, where you have all these different sets of characters that have their own story, and then it mm-hmm. converges somewhere in the middle, right? Um. So I'm I'm pretty stoked about Live Alive.
1: What else is coming out? Oh, Stray's coming out in about the same time as Live Alive. Yeah. The cool futuristic cat with a backpack game.
0: Yeah. So I. I, I have whole new opinions on the game. Uh, so when I saw it, I was like, this is kind of like a novel idea, but I don't know how they would pull it off. And then I played Outer Wilds, uh, which mm. I believe is the same development studio. And a Perina Interactive. Yeah. I'm almost certain it's the same studio. It is. So, after playing Outer Wilds and was blown away by that game, like, I am so excited to see what Stray turns.
1: Mm. Outer Wild is on my short list to play as well I sadly couldn't watch you stream that because I want to play that game
0: right I understand (laughs) Mm -hmm. after having played it myself it's so much like that is the game you go in blind Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I know very little about it I know you're in space and there's something involving the sun that's all I got
0: Yeah, that's that's all you need to know (laughs) mm -hmm. until you play it Um, but yeah Stray looks super cool Um, I mean it's Play as a cat
1: with a background. You're a cat. Like what more do you yeah. need? You talk to robots. And you like the, the developers have like a whole sequence on it at the PlayStation State of Play things. I think it's a PS exclusive, at least for right now. Um and they described it as like a true cat fantasy. <laughs>
0: I love and that. And so the
1: idea is that you get to do like little cat things, like. You get to jump on top of things and knock things off of ledges and stuff like that. Good, Which is great.
0: Yeah, Who that, doesn't want to do that? That would be super awesome. I think like I think it's going to do like the Death Stranding thing, but be not as boring.
1: Death Stranding is like kind of boring. But it's that's it's, on it's, the it's, PS Plus now.
0: Yeah, it's a novel thing. Right? It's like it's getting you in the headspace of somebody and it's telling a story. You know, whether mm-hmm that gameplay loop is fun or not is up to you. Um, I haven't actually right. played Death Stranding myself, so I shouldn't say that out loud, but <laughs> I did watch uh, some streams on Death Stranding. I think it's uh, fascinating. Um, but yeah, so stray looks super cool. Uh, one I'm excited for, for a different reason entirely, uh, is uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Now, yeah. I have not played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or Xenoblade Chronicles X. I actually bought Xenoblade Chronicles X on the week uh, because I saw it for like forty bucks. I I you, like, you just got
1: that recently, yeah? Yeah,
0: I have not touched it yet, um, but I was like, this game's only going to get worse, <laughs> so I went ahead and bought it. Um, but one of the one of the things is, I have a friend who is really into Xenoblade, and so I'm excited for him to play Xenoblade Three. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of people that are super stoked for Xenoblade. So excited for that fan base to get another game. Um and I'll get around to it eventually. I loved Xenoblade Chronicles after I played it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll get to two and then i
2: I'm in the same exact boat.
0: But what I'm super excited about is the development studio, Monolith Soft, is the one responsible for Breath of the Wild 2. So once Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is released, I'm really hopeful that they'll put be able to put the finishing touches on Breath of the Wild 2. Uh and we could see some more on that. I'm I try my hardest to be a patient person uh cuz you know screaming at developers on Twitter doesn't do anything. It upsets people. So stop that. Uh but Breath of the Wild 2 is one that I'm so anxious for. Um and I'm sure Nintendo wants to get that done as soon as possible and into the hands of us so we can shut up about
1: it. Right. Because I, I want to shut up about it. I want to stop thinking about it. I want to play the darn thing.
0: Yeah. Um, but, you know, development's hard. Um, and Japan, you know, they had a... Everywhere had a rough go with the pandemic. But Japan got mm-hmm. hit pretty hard. A lot of their studios and stuff were really heavily affected.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times people don't really have the same infrastructure that we do to work from home. It's very much not a thing in Japan. So, getting used to that took them a lot of time. Right.
0: So, you know, there was a lot to do. uh, And, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 is not a game you can just like throw stuff in and hope it works. Like, they, I mean, they have promised a pretty hefty experience there and they want to make sure it's absolutely successful. So, I'm excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to do, I want it to do really well um, for that dev team. Uh and I'm pretty I just ready for the monolith soft to also be able to cap, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 so they can work on whatever it is they want
1: Right. Speaking of yelling at developers, um, God of War should be coming out this year. Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's uh, probably Ragnarok? my most anticipated game. Yes. Yeah. I played God of War twenty eighteen very recently. I played it when was that? Like probably October, November. So I guess it wasn't that recent anymore. Oh, my goodness. That was a while ago. Now, yeah, huh? right. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, anyway, so I played that. I loved it. The story was very moving. Um, the character development between Kratos and his son was awesome. Um, so I'm very looking forward to the second one. Um, But like I said, there have been people that like have been yelling at the development team recently. Yeah, there was a rumor that we're going to get the release date Um, like at the very end of June. Yeah. Um, and- It didn't happen, and so then people got really angry and started yelling at the development team and stuff like that online, which is super not cool. Yeah,
0: casual reminder. Rumors are not proof. (laughs) Just so you know. Some random dude on Twitter saying there's gonna be a whatever and there's not one is not the fault of the developer. That's the fault of you for believing.
1: Well, actually, um, it was the plan to have that date come out on the 30th, but Sony decided not to do it for whatever reason. Yeah, But it's probably some very boring like political or business reason probably nothing to do with the game development itself
0: yeah and also just as a reminder more often than not when there's an issue with a game it's not the actual studio's fault nine times out of ten yeah this is def i mean look at no man's sky like that's the perfect example like sony probably did something messed something up or you know said hey you can't actually release that right So, you're just going to have to take the flame for us (laughs) making this decision. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in general, I mean, look, you're not going to get anything by being an asshole online. You're just. Right.
1: um, And, like, you getting upset is not going to change the announcement timeline at all. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. And it's just a video game. Like, I'm excited for it, too.
0: Yeah. But, like. Yeah. The thing is, too, like, if they rush a game for you, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, just let them take their time. Um, you would almost always rather a game be late, but good, but sooner than bad. Yes. I would hope we've learned our lesson from Cyberpunk. <laughs> clearly, people need a reminder. <laughs> yep.
1: um, Can't have it both ways.
0: Um, I'll tell you kind of a weird one. I'm ex- not a weird one, uh, but not necessarily a new game. But finally after years of waiting, speaking of waiting, Persona 5 Royal is coming off a PlayStation. Yes. (laughs) I have waited because the only reason I've wanted a PS4 or even a PS5 at this point has been to play Persona 5. And so, when October comes around, goodbye, you won't see me for a while. (laughs) Um... But no, after I played Persona 4 Golden, when that got released on Steam, I was just waiting with bated breath for Mm -hmm. 5, at least, you know, even the base game to come somewhere. Um, Right. Switch was always the dream, but, you know, getting it released on Game Pass in October is massive. That's awesome. So I'm I'm so stoked to get to play Persona 5. Um, You know, I've listened to the soundtrack a bunch of times and I've miraculously avoided a ton of spoilers and stuff. Um, I, I'm just so ready to finally be able to play that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and as well, uh, Persona 3 is going to come to Game Pass as well um, later in 2023. Um, and b- basically, the people that play Persona say 3, 4, 5. You can skip one and you they They're not that good. <laughs> Interesting. 3, 4, and 5 are the ones to play. Um... So I'm really excited about Persona 5, and um, I've been trying to play uh, some more of the Shin Megami Tensei series. Um, Like, I got Shin Megami Tensei 4 on my 3DS um, a while back, and after I beat uh, 5. So, I'm just excited that those games are going to be way more accessible, um, and that I finally get to play (laughs) Persona 5 Royal.
1: Yeah, I have the base game on PlayStation, because it Came in the PS Plus collection, so it's just kind of sitting there. So maybe I'll get to it sometime. I don't know, but I have it.
0: It's just I'm I'm so excited that a lot of these games, you know, more companies are saying, you know, what I'd rather more people get to play our game. and You know, and a lot of times again, it's not developers' fault. They'd love it if every, you know, everybody could had access to the game because one, they get paid mm-hmm. more if it's on more consoles. Um. But, you know, not how, unfortunately, right now, how the business model functions.
1: Well, even Sony's starting to. Like, you've got yeah. Horizon um, Zero Dawn, the first one, I bought on that. PC. Yeah, I've got and it. Then, and then God of War's on PC. Spider-Man's coming to PC very soon, yeah. which is very surprising to me. Well, they're doing and- the, uh,
0: you know, the timed exclusivity. Um, that Ep- The funny thing is, that's what people got mad at Epic Games for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Was their timed exclusivity of like six months, um, and then Sony's been doing year two year exclusives for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well,
1: it's not even just the timed exclusivity. Like that's usually a third party that releases yeah. a game on one console and then agrees to release it later on others. But this is like Sony Studios games coming to yeah. PC, which is very interesting.
0: That's yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of stuff coming out, Matt, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you that Silk songs coming sometime this year?
1: If it's coming sometime this year, if, yeah, I assume I that's true. Send, I'm quite excited. In
0: 12 months of that release.
1: Right, of that uh, announcement thing.
0: Sometime in 12 months uh, to see uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song,
1: I'm pumped. Um, I'm a little annoyed that this news didn't come from a Nintendo Direct like we all assumed it would. It's just kind of funny that like we've been waiting on those stupid indie directs and whatever for years to see if we get anything about Hollow Knight. And then we get news about it in a random summertime Xbox thing. It's just, it's so funny. No,
0: I never followed it. I I played Hollow Knight way later than ever.
1: Me too.
2: Um,
0: So what, what was the assumption that it was going to come from a Nintendo direct that it was probably gonna.
1: Um, a couple of reasons. One, because Nintendo does focus on Indies more than other. Companies do, at least right now. I would say that's becoming less true. I was going to say, um,
0: like, Xbox and Microsoft have really kind of taken that by storm.
1: Mm-hmm. And then also, when Hollow Knight came to Switch, after it was on other consoles, it had a gigantic boost in playership after that. That's fair. So I think the Switch was the most popular console to play it on, if I recall. Probably. I'm not confident, but I think that's true.
0: Yeah, I just remember everyone, uh, and you would always post the uh uh night the clown, the clown <laughs> makeup and stuff <laughs> after every direct. It wasn't there. <laughs> one of my
1: favorite memes. Yeah,
0: it, it's a good one. No, mm-hmm. I'm excited. You know, there, I I'm a little annoyed that there's no release date. Um, yeah. You know, yes, they said that you know everything within that showed in that showcase would come out in the next twelve months. But I wonder what's holding them back from putting a release date. Um, I don't know if that's a Team Cherry decision or trying hmm. to deal with all the parties involved with that release. Um,
1: I would imagine that it's more of a Team Cherry decision because I was actually just listening to a, a podcast discussing this kind of thing earlier in relation to God of War. Okay. Um, and um, a lot of times when a developer does this kind of thing it is because it is easier to control the like fan outrage over something that is not known mm. as opposed to having something announced and then changing that announcement later yeah so like for instance in god of war right. um if they say it's coming out like let's let's say october because that's been the rumor for a while and then they have to push it back into december or even next year right it looks bad one and two the fans get really mad yeah which is silly but it's what happens and so i would imagine with team cherry since this is the thing they have been working on for years at this point right and hollow knight is like the thing that they are known for they want to make sure the sequel is right and so they don't want to have anything like taint that um release date is my guess?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I I was kind of wondering, along the same lines of like, you know, not quite sold yet, but probably somebody pushed them to put out a trailer, or you know they wanted to put out a trailer to show, hey, <laughs> this this is still happening, uh. And it was cool too. Like the trailer wasn't that long, but we did get to see some gameplay. Um, yeah, we saw some in-game movement and tech and stuff like that, which we can say for. Is a lot better than a lot of the AAA release stuff we kind of saw at a lot of showcases.
1: Yeah, like Summer Games Fest, where it was just
0: Cinematic video trailer. after video of yeah. CGI,
1: dark space sci-fi games. Yeah,
0: a weird theme this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Hollow Knight is one that I, I loved, um, but it's not one that I'm one to clamor for necessarily. Uh it just it didn't hit me in the same way that like a Metroid game does. Uh mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm excited. Uh a lot of times I can kind of feel with the fans, you know? And I'm just mm-hmm. excited that the people that are that are that love this uh love this game get to experience more of favorite games.
1: Yeah, it's one of my favorites of all time. And love following
0: and I'm and I'm soaked that as you know an indie developer can make it to that level. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Toby Foxes, uh, uh, that studio that did Celeste, whose name escapes me at the moment, but when games like that reach like a new height, um, but I love that uh, Team Cherry is working on something uh, that's going to see the light of day at some point. Going to get the same appraisal as a AAA game.
2: I would think so. Uh, which,
0: is, which is just so cool. Mhm. Um I I think that's all I've got at the moment. Um Matt, do you have anything else you'd want to talk about before we call it a session?
2: We didn't talk about Pokémon coming out in November.
0: Holy shit, you're right. Pokémon Scarlet <laughs> and Violet. Yes. <laughs> uh Yeah, I I'm I'm sorry, you mean Pokémon Mommy and Pokémon Daddy? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that's what we've been calling it because of the professors.
1: Don't say we. This is, I'm not included in this. <laughs>
0: All right, Matt's not included. Sorry, my degenerate friends. <laughs> my degenerate friends. Matt, Matt is my friend. You show your parents. There you go. Uh, no, my, my degen friends.
1: <laughs>
0: it, it's funny. Uh,
1: it is funny. Uh, it's very they, funny.
0: Pokemon at this point knows exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're leaning into it. Uh, it it's pretty great. Uh, but a lot of the new Pokemon that were shown are really cute. I love I love mm-hmm. Lechonk. Uh, the fact that's that one's the- Lechonk, mm-hmm. perfect.
1: And then Smallive is a perfect name. It's just a small olive. Yeah. It's like it's awesome. Uh,
0: I man, I I have such a weird relationship with Pokemon. I
2: mm-hmm. want
0: to see more so badly, but I also don't. Um. Right. What I want to see is I want to see how the active multi.
1: We're um, not going to see how that works. We're no, never. We're I not going to see that until the game comes out.
0: I feel like that's something they really should. Like they could do a whole presentation, on. and I'm mm-hmm. just I'm so curious. Um, you know, because we know how that worked with Animal Crossing, right? And it's a nuisance, mm-hmm. um, but trailer that we saw for Scarlet and Violet made it seem like you could go anywhere in the world you know at the same time with everybody you're playing with
1: it did seem that, that
0: way uh I'm interested to see because it's on the switch like, we have to remember that anytime we talk about these kinds of things the game is running on the switch on Nintendo online servers right so there's a lot of questions that I have <laughs> regarding the the playability of those uh sorts But we'll have to see. Made some optimization. Uh, uh, Also, the Pokemon models look great.
1: They do. Actually, the the
0: game looks great. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about a Pokemon game on the Switch. And what we've seen so far looks great.
1: I'm excited. I, I am anxious to see, like, the final starter evolutions. Because I'm... I'm not one of those people that thinks that's a spoiler. I want to know what the final one's going to look like. so Because that, that's the one you're going to see the most.
0: Yeah. I liked it to be am one of those. I don't want I like... the
1: cat to go on two legs.
0: It's going to. We're getting I don't want it sin... to. We're getting grass and cinna It's going to be <laughs> busted. And it's going to ruin my life in V. Ve- I can already picture it now.
1: Can you imagine a team with that and Incineroar oh, at the hope, same time? I
0: hope they cut Incineroar. I need another <laughs> Dexit. It needs to be just Incineroar gone.
1: They're not going to cut Incineroar. He's so popular.
0: I know. Bums me out. He's in Smash Bros. Uh, he's he's mm-hmm. stuck. Um, exactly. I guess so is Greninja, and we didn't see it. Um, But no, I, I, on a legitimate note, I'm so excited for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet um i really i'm always excited for a new pokemon game and i really think they've learned a lot from sword and shield dlc um i'm not gonna say it's too much from Shields. i think they learned what not right. to do um, i think so too they got their feet the dlc wet is like the, the best part of the game,
1: game in, in my opinion
0: agreed um and i called this forever ago um when i said that pokemon sword and were getting their feet wet for what was to come next so far that has is- helped uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus was a clear next step after that mm-hmm. DLC. And I think what we're going to see with Scarlet and Violet is a great mixing traditional Pokemon in Sword and Shield DLC, but with some of the world movement.
1: I, I was, agree. I was listening I'm, to do another I'm podcast
2: forward. with
0: uh, Alex Fossiani and uh, Brett Bayonne. And what, something Alex said that really kind of struck with me is like. Legends of is a great game, but it feels like a tech demo, like a really long. Oftentimes, tech well, it's like you've got all these zones and all these ride mechanics, and games split up very meticulously, um, you know, and they just threw a story together, but it feels kind of like, it. It feels like a Luigi's Mansion kind of thing,
2: hmm. where it
0: was like to show off what they can. Um, now, I I I think it's more than that. I, I'm not saying it's a tech. That's not what, at all what I'm saying. I've put 60 hours in the game. <laughs> uh since it came out in January. Um and but I, I really think it's a it's a clear stepping stone Scarlet and Violet's going to be but bringing back, you know, the core Pokémon
2: mechanics of one-on-one battles.
1: Yeah, I agree with you because for me the battle system in Arceus was my least favorite part of the game. 100%. I love the exploration, I loved the throwing the pokeball at random Pokemon and catching them. That was super cool. Like the whole overworld thing was done really well. Yeah, but I had a hard time in any sort of fight that I had to do.
0: Yeah, I I strongly dislike the battle system. Um it it's, it's like Gen One. Uh, I don't know. It's if very you know, poorly balanced. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but Gen One cheats mm-hmm. um, their Pokemon battles. Uh, for those that may not know. Oh, in Gen 1 Pokemon, Pokemon will select their move after you. Uh, so if you switch out, the AI reads that, and then they pick an attack based on what just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, later Pokemon games, the AI looks for a kill move. There's a lot of more sophisticated AI that makes decisions at the same time you do. Um, so Legends Arceus did a similar thing where because of the way the turn order works, they will make a move based on what you've already done. So switching yep. out doesn't do anything um, for you. It actually just makes your other Pokemon get down, mm-hmm. um, and the Pokemon getting like two to three attacks in a row without getting to move. You just you get your whole team wiped. Doesn't feel good.
1: It um, doesn't. And it there's one fight in particular like, that that happened to me. Yeah. That I can picture very clearly.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, but then, like, you know, it prioritized, oh, well, now you can't use your, your favorite Pokemon you have to use. Which has right. its merits, but anyway, I'm excited to see traditional Pokemon earn. Um, and I'm really excited, the thing I'm excited for is I've been trying to get really into competitive Pokemon. Um, and I'm really struggling in Sword and Shield right now because it's the format uh i mm-hmm. gave away my Zashian, so i don't have Zashian, uh and i'm too lazy to replay the whole game at this point with the new ones coming out in like four months
2: do uh, i have it no oh hunter do i have hunters hunter have it. hmm have i
1: have and a Zacian. i do I'll check when we're done. Yeah,
0: I'll talk with you later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll but anyway, I, I'm really excited from the competitive scene to see a reset, um, and I'm excited to dig into it at the same time as everybody else. Um, having gotten into the competitive Pokemon scene about two years into Sword and, established that uh, every like I was way behind everybody else. Yep. Um, no matter how much I practice and try to do all that. Uh, So I'm really excited for the new Pokemon to kind of be involved. Hopefully they cut Zacian and we get a full just competitive reset.
1: I like Zacian. Is it Zacian or Zacian? I
0: don't know. He's just busted. I like him. He's a cool Pokemon. He's got one of the highest speed values and attack stats in the game. And then he comes in with an attack buff Mm -hmm. with a 100 base power steel type move that doesn't miss. It does double damage to Dynamax, the core mechanic of the game. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with that nonsense.
1: That's why it's cool.
0: I remember when Pokemon came out with Mega Mawile and they said that stuff was too busted and then they made Zacian? <laughs> anyway. Come back next time for my anti-Zacian. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you've already had that rant before. But I'm that's okay. sure I have. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pokemon. You know, it's it's hard not to get excited about Pokemon. It's It's true. It's it's fun, even if it's not the best in the world. I would argue one of the less good RPGs out there. But it's hard to dislike Pokemon.
1: Just a bunch of little guys.
0: Uh, it's just a bunch of little guys, and who doesn't love a bunch of little guys? Exactly. Um but I, I think that does it for us, Matt. I mean there's obviously <laughs> a ton of other stuff we could talk about, but I, I, I think we'll when we come back for our next episode other ones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, for sure. But yeah, thank you guys for listening, watching, whatever. Hey, let us know how this kind of new format works. Do you like the video stuff? Uh, if not, we'll go back to our old uh just plain audio stuff. But if you're listening on um Spotify or whatever, you can kind of get both going. Um, as always, uh, we do have a Twitter Games Parlay pod on Twitter. Uh let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh we're kind of at a point right now where we might want to do some different avenues of discussion um uh I think part of our regular back is to kind of talk about gaming news well uh, kind of what's going on in the game here um as well as maybe going back to talking about games or uh styles of games or just other discussions around. something specific you want us to talk about? let us know, and we'll do our minimal amounts of research that we do and Pull up our own opinions on stuff and talk about it with you. Um, I'm yeah. giving
1: away the secret.
0: Yeah, don't give away. Listen, they <laughs> they know me too well. Anybody who's yeah, listened okay. before knows I don't plan things. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Matt, do you have uh anything you'd like to? Yeah, do you still do your other podcasts?
1: I haven't in a while, but You're I on. do. it okay. I'm in another podcast about Disney things. It is called Um In Between the Magic. Uh, we talk about Disney movies, Disney properties like Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. So, if you like that kind of thing, go ahead and check that out. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, be sure to do that. Um, As for me, if you, know, you don't know already, I do stream on Twitch pretty regularly. You can find me on twitch.tv. Billy really the Game Goat. Um, I play a lot of RPGs, randomizers, Pokemon, whatever. Um, My chat makes fun of me while I play games. Uh, and I talk about games on there too mm-hmm. uh and as well uh i am starting up my other podcast as well uh dm Engineering. uh it's a D podcast where myself and a bunch of other dungeon masters together and we talk about how to be a better dungeon master um without having to look at people like matt mercer and Lee mulligan who are like <laughs> gods above everybody so these are normal dungeon masters talking about how to be a normal dungeon master uh for your home game to check out all of those things uh matt once again thank you so much for joining of course it's been a lot of fun uh on this podcast and i can't wait to be back and making more episodes with you same here all right thank you everybody for tuning in we'll see you all next time